Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hey filmmakers, Jason Brubaker talking to you from sunny Southern California. Welcome to today's show. Um, one of the big questions that we've gotten in the decade that we've been running filmmaking stuff, and, and this is a question that we get over and over again, and the funny thing is the answer continually changes. So let me tell you what the question is. The question is, how do you make a living as a filmmaker? And the reason I say the answer keeps changing is because the industry keeps evolving. Uh, for example, years and years and years ago, you could make a living uh, making films, uh, you know, getting, getting some pretty good deals with distributors, in the DVD landscape, while we all know DVD's gone, it's been replaced in large part by video on demand. And in the early stages of video on demand, you have this window called transactional video on demand. And for a time, there was a way to harness the power of transactional video on demand in your favor as an independent filmmaker. Um, but once again, things have shifted. These days, you know, ad-supported and subscription video on demand seems to be the main channel by which not just filmmakers are looking to go to get their films in the world, but the reason for that is because consumers are going to these exact same channels to consume content. So I wanted to just, you know, uh, reach out to our buddy Tom Malloy. As you know, if you've been following uh, the last few episodes, Tom just wrapped feature. He, he just wrapped his latest feature film. Um, so these are. So I said, hey, Tom, given what you know right now about the landscape, both as a producer and working in film distribution, how would you answer the question? How do you make a living as a filmmaker? And um, I, I think, uh, you know, Tom's always super transparent. So I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you, Tom. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Jason. Um, and I'll try not to go on forever here because <laughs> I think I, there's a long answer to that question. And um, let's just start by saying when you're asking, can you make a living in the, in the film business? First, it's what what role are you playing? Like, meaning, what what do you do? Are you a producer, a director, a writer, an actor, or a combination? Are you you know a combination of some of those things? Uh, for so long, I was actor, writer, producer. So it's a triple hyphen. It on this last film, I was actor, writer, producer, and director. And that's you know that's not going to be a common thing. This was the timing of this film, and it's something that I wanted to direct direct personally. So. I took that quadruple hyphen, and I highly, uh, I, I, I don't don't know if I highly suggest doing that. <laughs> it was is like a big gigantic rock I had to put on my back and climb to the top of a hill, and I don't believe I could have done it until you know this was this, my seventeenth film produced. So, when you're asking what role are you playing first, then you have to know. So, say you're the producer of the film. Okay, and I'll say that's probably the easiest one to make a living. Uh, when we talk about writers of movies, back, you know, going back some years when there was more money in films, I would say that independent films were done for more money. Um, writing was a great way to make money, especially if you're in the Writers Guild. I mean, the Writers Guild minimum, I don't even know on the, off the top of my head what it is now for an original screenplay, but it's, it's north of. $70,000 that they'd have to be paid and God, I've written 25, no, excuse me, I'm written 30 plus screenplays and I've options sold or made into movies 25 of those screenplays. Now, a lot of those were prior to Writers Guild, but gosh, I've been in the Writers Guild almost 20 years now. And um, 
so that is definitely something if you want to talk like legit numbers obviously those projects don't come as often anymore writing gigs and things like that um as far as the guild goes you know, you, you really have to chase those. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about here. First off, you, you just have to know that in general, salaries have dropped, meaning film budgets have dropped. Because when you had to make an indie film in the past, you had to have, you know, 35 millimeter film and a certain amount of crew. And there was kind of a barrier to entry, like meaning you, a $500,000 film in early 2000s was a student film. Now a $500,000 film is a good budget for a movie. And most indie films were three, four, or $5 million. That's what you're looking at. You know, if you could pull one off for $2 million, then you were doing pretty well. And so much of that has changed due to technology, due to all the platforms, due to the end of DVDs. Like they had to kind of change because there wasn't as much money in it anymore. You couldn't want to, you don't want to be making $3 million movies and getting a million in sales on them. You, there's only so many times you could do that before you're just going to burn investors too many times. So salaries have dropped because film budgets have dropped. And so meaning on a $500,000 film, you can't make that much. And, and we'll talk about if you're doing multiple roles on there. But it's still, um, you, you, obviously, your salary is a lot different on a $500,000 film than a $5 million film. But obviously, too, when those budgets were bigger, it was great. If you made one indie film a year, you were doing fine. If you made two, you were doing great. You were making mid-six figures, you know, two dollars $300,000 a year which I think for anybody would be uh, pretty good. And that's in the indie film. And that's not even talking about studio films where it's um, a lot of money. So th- what I'm getting at too when I talk about what's your role is say you're doing multiple roles. You can get paid on each one. Now, I will do a little caveat here that somebody once showed me a movie for about $100,000 and he was he had a little bit of experience, but he was telling me that he could he was going to be an actor and he's going to be the director, he's going to be a producer. He was also going to edit the movie and something about it, one of the locations or something. And so he was going to get a good salary and all that. Like meaning the film itself was probably $25,000 a film and seventy five dollars was going to him. <laughs> and that that can't be. That's that's not the – you know, that's just not going to happen and that's nobody's going to finance that. doesn't matter how many positions you're doing. So he's, he's taking advantage there. The key when you can get paid on different – amounts would be like like for example in the, the last film that I did where I was different roles right and it is let's just use well that, that movie was about five hundred thousand dollars so and I will say that I deferred uh, a lot of that salary because I didn't need it and I want to put it back into the film and so but in that the context of that maybe I should use a million dollar film instead of just to do easier math for for, for us on the podcast here yeah it'll be easier for me to do a million dollars Let's just say in a million dollar film, um, you know, if you're one of the producers, you're probably going to get paid the same as the other producers on there. And on a million dollar film, you know, you might, as a producer, make 30, 40,000. I don't know. I'd have to see, you'd have to see how many, maybe 50, depends on how many producers are involved. Um, then say you're a writer, you're a writer. Now, if you're in the guild, that's a different story. There's minimums there. But if you're just, it's your screenplay that they're buying, that's negotiable. You know, it might be as low as five grand. It might be as high as 40, 50, 60 grand. You know, I don't know. And, and obviously, and then I'm talking about non-union people. But on a million dollar film, if you're you're putting yourself in a role or something like that, or you're the writer, you have to understand that, all right, each of those 
positions is a different thing. Like a screenplay is something you might have worked five years on, right? So you should get paid for the screenplay. But on again, again, a million dollar film, maybe twenty five thousand, thirty thousand, it makes sense. I, I mean, I'm just kind of speaking off the cuff here. Maybe fifty thousand. Again, this is non union stuff, is what I'm talking about. Uh, and if you're also one of the producers, okay. Now you, let's go to you're saying you're playing a role. I'm assuming that if you're doing all this, you're not a name star or anything like that. So say the other people that's the name star, they might be getting you know your big name star might be getting sixty five thousand. Let's just say schedule F. Okay, and you, however, would probably take scale at that point because they got to pay something. I mean, it's, I'm assuming that you're doing a union, at least Screen Actors Guild. I, I always have said do not make a non-union uh, film as far as actors go. So every film I've ever made has been through SAG or SAG-AFTRA. So if you're, you're doing that and you're, you're the no-name, you can't be taking the same amount as the other star. And especially you got to look at the value there, you know. Uh, so th- that goes back to the script too. If this is the first script you're selling, you should take whatever money they could give you. You know, it's uh, as long as you don't feel that you're getting screwed over. I think that you should just take whatever it is and say, "Hey, I, I actually sold a script for money." And y- you really look at these small films. Let's go back and say the movie was two hundred fifty thousand or something like that. You can never go into that movie thinking it's a money making uh, thing for you. Um, sure, it, you'll get some money, and you know if you're playing multiple things, say you you walk out of there with twenty five grand, but that's <laughs> it might take him a year to make that movie. That's you know the person at McDonald's is getting a lot more than you. The key with making a living in the film business is one to to think of it as a career where you're going to be doing multiple movies. Uh, I completed one this year. I have two more that I'm doing this year. And remember as well, though, I also own a film sales company and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm selling movies as well. So there's all kinds of, I mean, I, I know a sales agent that demands an executive producer credit on, any, on every movie he sells. We don't do that. But then what he does is he demands that and then claims that those are movies he produced. So I, I made a joke with one of my colleagues that I could say I produced 100 movies <laughs> instead of saying 17 if I did that because we have over 100 movies. So it'd be it'd be more than it. it'd be like 120 movies. Um, but I didn't produce those. I'm just selling those. So but you got to watch out because some sales agents will claim that they produced so-and-so movie or that's my movie when it's just they're just selling it. So but going back and, and, and just saying this. The key to making a living is to continually make more and continually try to get bigger. You know, if you're going to do $250,000 movies and you want to do multiple roles on them and you do three per year, okay, you could probably pull off a good salary at six figures, $100,000 or so. Uh, If you are trying to, you know, meaning you have some kind of formula that you're putting out there and you're doing that for each movie. the other option is, like I said, is trying to get bigger with each movie. So maybe this year you do the $250,000 movie. Then next year you do the million-dollar movie. Then the next year you're doing $5 million. And when you're doing that $5 million movie, okay, now you're going to get a legit salary. Um, or maybe then you can get that pre-financed by Netflix or Amazon or something like that. And now you're making legit salaries, you know. And then obviously with all of these films, you have that back-end percentage. So let's go back and say $250,000 film, but you're the main producer and you can walk away with 20% of that back end of the production side of the film. If the movie does well, that could be paying off, you know, uh, exponentially for a long time. And then now start to look at it that you do multiple films per year, two, three, four movies, maybe even a year. And if they're selling and you have an outlet to sell, 
now you're getting back in from four movies, five movies, 10 movies, you know, as you're building a career and that's continual residual income. So it's building. Does that all make sense? I hope that does. What I'm trying to say is it's yes, salaries have dropped and you can years ago was making more off of less one two movies a year you were doing you were gold and now it's making less off of more you know you have to look at it as a career but a building career right uh so that each time you're getting bigger and bigger with the films and you suddenly now have legit salaries and you're doing very well and then you hit that one and then you get in the union and you get that that deal on a script or you get a a producer and you make the same amount as all the other producers and you know each of them are making two hundred fifty thousand dollars or so and that's one movie right so that those are you know i'm trying to get into as specific as possible and then you still maybe have back-end points obviously you would if you're one of the producers you have back-end points and so at that point making a living is easy the last thing I'll say is this, is that if you say to me, well, Tom, I'm starting with a $150,000 movie, I can make, what, ten grand or something like that? Okay, that's okay. You know, what you do need, however, is to have some type of job that supports you. You know, I, I hate saying fallback because I never said fallback in job. I never had a fallback job in my life. Um, but years ago, I mean, you're going back 20-something years now, I had some support until jobs. You know, I used to create websites when you couldn't just go online and have somebody do that for you. This is when it was like a specific skill, right? So that uh, was something that was was very helpful because you can make your own hours. So that's there's got to be definitions of what those jobs. You can't be time consuming. You can't go to a nine to five job as you're you know trying to make a movie. Uh, so you got to be able to make your own hours. You know, I know some filmmakers that are started as Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and stuff like that. Real estate seems to be really popular. Look, I I have, I guess, the luck that I never had to do that. I did it, you know, years ago when I was just in, just starting my first movie. And then once I hit that first movie, I kind of got on a roll there. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Whatever job you're doing to make money, you're driving a limo, you're doing anything, you're, you know, you're doing something to, to go by as long as you're actively making movies. The second you get $20 on a movie, you are a professional filmmaker, right? And because you're getting paid to do a service, and that's the definition of a professional. An amateur is doing it for free, a professional is doing it for money. So you just have to look at your overall career, look at what your goals are, and just start to pursue those goals and try to think of it as you're getting more experience and you're getting bigger and bigger each time. And sooner or later, you'll be making the big bucks. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you coming by. I mean, I, that certainly gives us a lot to think about. And, you know, my own take on this is there's no one definition of success. Many of you are doing different things in life. Maybe filmmaking is not your primary goal. Maybe it's just something you do because you love it. Other people that are listening to this podcast, I know because I get your emails, you know, some of you are really um, working to level up your career. Uh, if you started out working as a PA, you fetch coffee, um, you found a department in, you know, the studio world where you're you know, maybe you're in the camera department and you're working your way up there and you eventually hope to be a DP. Um, and maybe your DP skills translate to one day directing and, you know, your, your source of income from that is, is getting it from the studio system. Um, and again, there's, there's no one, you know, definition for success. Um, if I could give you something, especially for those of you, and I've struggled with this a lot, you know, I've always asked myself, what is my definition of success? How do I know that I'm successful? And it's taken me a long time to really simplify this. 
and again, feel free to adopt it, but you might say, uh, that's not even for me, Jason, what are you even talking about? Anyway, I'll be short. My definition for success is really simple. I know I'm successful if I have options. So having options, you know, from my perspective means that you're successful because if you think about it, not everybody has options. And anyway, I know we covered a lot today and I'm just going to let you ponder all of these things. Um, as always, uh, we have all sorts of training materials out there. If you want to dive in deeper to any one of these subjects, one of the main ones to check out, if you haven't already done so head on over to makeyourmovienow.com. And once again, makeyourmovienow.com. And, um, we always have the main website until next time, do what you can to push your projects forward. Catch you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.